a Radio 191 FM podcast. Mr. Speaker. Yes, it is that time again. Ooh, my mic on. Yes, it is that time again. It's Friday morning. It's half past eight. It's time for politics on Radio One Ninety One FM. Uh, and this morning, I, we are joined by Fergus Martin Edgar and Bruno Martin Edwards. Uh, Fergus is a Year Nine student at Wellington High School, and Bruno is a Year Eight at Tiara uh, Tiaro uh, Primary School. And of course, we have John Moore. Good morning to you all. Kiara Koto. Morning, boys. Oh, got to turn you up. Sorry, I didn't have you up. All right. Um, of course, the big news, the big topic this morning and um, forever, to be honest, and hopefully not forever, to be honest, uh, is the, the is the battle for climate change. Is the school strike this morning? Today, New Zealand schools will join students from 106 other nations in striking for action on climate change. Um, with marches planned around the nation, including one down here in Otipoti, Dunedin, down George Street, followed by a rally in the Octagon at 12 o'clock noon. noon uh, there is support and opposition uh, amongst the school community uh, and um, politicians and everybody alike. Uh, but first I'm going to ask you, uh, Fergus, um, what are you doing? Is there really a need uh, to go to what some are saying, such extremes? Well, I wouldn't say that it's too extreme. We've got a whole planet dying, uh, and that's something that's really needs to be striked about. Indeed, it does, it does indeed. Um, right, um, we, um, Bruno, I mean, there are there are things like, um, you know, there's, there's panels on climate change, international panels, uh, you've got people from different governments are talking uh, about targets and they've made promises. Um, do you, Bruno, do you not think that we may already be doing enough or do you think we're not doing enough? I think the government with the um, no new oil drillings is good, but we still need to do more, such as reducing prices of electric cars and so forth. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, John, what's the establishment saying? Well, there's very uh, mixed messages from the establishment. In New Zealand, uh, the opposition, uh, especially in the form of the National Party, has really uh, made quite derogatory statements about this protest, uh, uh, either say it's a waste of time, uh, um, National Party leader Simon Collins said it... Uh, at Simon Collins? <laughs> Simon Bridges, sorry, uh, uh, said it was just an excuse to wag school. Um, and the Labour Party, um, some would say surprisingly, hasn't been wholeheartedly enthusiastic uh, for the student strike. Uh, Jacinda Ardern has at times said, well, isn't this government doing enough? Maybe we don't really need protests here. Um, and, and she certainly hasn't come out um, uh, committed to supporting the strike. And that's, um, on the face of it, surprising as she said that... Uh, Climate change is the issue of the 21st century, and it will be this government's nuclear-free moment. So she's made it, um, in terms of rhetoric, central to this government's platform. But the question is, is it all talk and no action from this government? Mm, mm. Um, Fergus, um, are you, you know, are you really just not looking for a day off school, or is it, you know, is that? I'm sorry if that sounds very patronising, but you've got perceived. Uh, 
pillars of the community, Michael Hoskins and Duncan Garner, um, saying that uh, this is just a, young, a bunch of young kids uh, that really don't know what they're doing and, and they're just looking for an excuse to not go into school. Well, sure, there'll be a uh, few exceptions, but I'd say that the majority of children who are going on strike are wholeheartedly believe in the cause that they're on strike for. Yeah. So, Some kids really I, I understand the climate change issue and say they understand that they just want a day off, but that's most, most kids. Yeah, that's just like two kids. Yeah. Most kids really are passionate about um, making a difference and they have organised lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're shouting out stuff about it and yeah. Okay, um, both of you, what, what do you want to come from this action, uh, Fergus and Bruno? What, what are the demands? What do you see as the things that really need to be done to battle climate change? Uh, well, in New Zealand nationally, uh, I've got a big problem with methane produced by cows and agricultures, so need more restrictions around uh, uh, taxes around cows and just more restrictions on what cows uh, that amount of methane that can be produced. Yeah, someone did a study from university um, that if you feed cows seaweed, they will stop burping and burping is a main, not fast. So I think, yeah, seaweed and, yeah. We've got a good, uh, the Carbon Act by 2050, which... 2050 is uh, a long way away, though. We'd prefer that be uh, reduced to 2030. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's right. I mean, 2050 is, what, tw- uh, 30, 30 long years away. Yeah. And considering uh, we've been in the Industrial Revolution since the late 1800s, uh, so that's only been 140-odd years, uh, 30 years of damage uh, is a large, large piece of that. Yeah. Um, Study showed that if you condensed the whole world into one day, the humans would only have been alive for three seconds. And yep. in three seconds, we've done all of this. So That's right. That's right. Um, are you worried, Fergus and Bruno, are you worried that politicians and other adults and groups um, will try to take some credit and cred off this, what you were doing, try to take over what you were doing and then kind of drown uh, the children's voices out uh, and then from that still go on with what is perceived not enough. Yes, I sort of feel like some politicians will be doing that and saying that it was organised by them and... But what we really want them to do is to take action rather than get along with the movement. Yeah, indeed. Hey, John, um, what is New Zealand doing to tackle climate change? I mean, Ardern has called it the major issue of the 21st century. Of course, he's done uh, banned more drilling, uh, new drilling for oil in Taranaki and the Taranaki Basin, or well, around New Zealand, including the Otago Basin mm. and whatnot. But uh, what else is really being done? And, you know, uh, is is she really talking to talk, like, like you said earlier? Yeah, I mean, uh, New Zealand signed up to all the in- international agreements on climate change and um, reducing New Zealand's carbon footprint, but most environmentalists and uh, most um, activists concerned about climate change would just say that's not enough. Um, yes, you're right, New Zealand, uh, this government has stopped any new uh, uh, oil drilling, um, but um, 
oil drilling will carry on uh, mm-hmm. for the next few decades. And actually, uh, Russell Norman, the previous co-leader of the Green Party, has been particularly critical of both Labour and the current Green leadership over this, saying that uh, effectively he feels that James Shaw is selling out, that he's uh, presenting this government as a very green-focused government, um, whereas in reality it's it's only doing the minimum. And the Zero Carbon Act that's going to be passed uh, could be ve- very much watered down act, especially with James Shaw pushing this idea that there needs to be buy-in across the political spectrum from all political parties and and, and clearly he wants a buy-in from corporate and farming interests as well. And to get that buy-in, uh, you're going to have a pretty weak zero carbon act. Mm. The argument is that uh, this issue needs to be politicised, not depoliticised by getting everyone to buy into it, and this government actually needs to push forward. Uh, if it's really going to tackle climate change, it's inevitably going to upset uh, a lot of uh, certain interests in the economy, mm-hmm. um, and that's inevitable. If you don't upset those people, then you're doing something wrong. If farmers aren't protesting on Parliament, a government's climate change legislation, if they're not protesting, then you're probably doing something wrong. <laughs> um, now, Fergus and Bruno, you've both been involved with organising and help uh, organising uh, this action today. Um, you know, is this going to be a one-off? Um, you know, because I, I, would, I, would, I would think that, you know, just one day of strike action isn't going to be enough um, to really sway the minds of those in power. I mean, we've been pushing for this for a long time and nothing's really been done. Um, so is this going to be a one-off or, you know, is there, or is there a real um, sense of community uh, around students at the moment? And do you think there will be more actions and more pushes in the future? Um, if I think maybe in the next um, year or so there's going to be a few more strikes. Unless, of course, um, a lot of actions made. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think there will be in the next um, near future. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's been it, it, how much work has gone into organising this march today? Well, quite a lot. Not by us, but I think. By lots of kids at Wellington High have um, really organised, talked to the council, yeah. get all the schools together and, and on it. A hot, there's this um, New Zealand a website that's in charge of the whole thing, all of New Zealand. Yeah. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're, they're like the main org. Yeah, because there has been a lot of adults and parents and um, you're the head of um, the Secondary Schools Principal Association have been coming out and saying that the, it's disorganised and saying that there hasn't been a central body that's been organising everything and, and, and that it's kind of fractured and, and isn't going to work. What do you say to that? Uh, well, I know that there's a, about a thousand kids coming from Hart, I alone in Wellington and mm-hmm. that there's going to be a uh, more from other schools, so I can sit this Yeah, and actually, in the meeting, it was I heard it was quite organised, and there were no adults allowed on the ground. Yes, which was quite amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that means I can't go. Um, no, uh, there's no adults in the march, but uh, we're allowed to go down to the rally at 12 o'clock, but the, the students will be marching alone, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, now, uh, Bruno, what about, you know, I need to get to work, I need to get my children to school, um, and that takes fossil fuels. Um, I can't afford an electric car, 
um, you know, show, should I really sacrifice, have to make those sacrifices? What do you well, think about actually, that? Um, there are so many buses around town. There are just so many electric buses, fuel buses that that they can fit so many people, especially with the double deckers. Mm-hmm. And these days, electric cars can be quite cheap, around eighteen thousand. And uh, soon you'll end up having second-hand car, electric cars, which you can get as well. Yeah, there are second-hand electric cars. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. Yeah, so second-hand electric cars are around eight, eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, for a very good condition, two-year-old car. Nice, but what? What about where that electricity comes from for those cars? Um, you know, a lot of our um, electricity comes from coal-fired uh, plants. Seventy-six percent. Yeah, and should, but should we should we really sacrifice our natural landscape to build dams and wind turbines? Well, we might not have any natural, natural landscape. landscape. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> That's well, what, yeah, there are so many turbines that have been uh, produced over the last few years and the number is growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got yeah. a lot in Wellington. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because you've got a lot of wind. Um, that really helps. <laughs> um, There's also solar. Um, a lot of houses we see are solar. In fact, our school has solar panels on the main building. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what you guys, Fergus and Bruno, think about nuclear power, because nuclear power to me is a no-brainer. It, it, it can provide uh, the energy that we need to um, maintain the high levels of civilization we have throughout the world, um, um, whereas other forms of alternative energy would lead to arguably a massive decrease in people's living standards and would hurt uh, poorer people and poorer working people the most. So what do you guys think of nuclear power? Uh I believe that it's pretty unsafe and I wonder, have you ever heard of fusion power? Oh yes. Mm. Fusion power which would, um, is not currently possible but uh, in the near future we could be using fusion, fusion power instead of nuclear power. Indeed, indeed. But I think we need to uh, look at immediate action on, on climate change issues. We're running out of time. And I think, uh, if I dare say it, um, on one hand, climate change deniers are the problem, but environmental lovers and nature lovers are also the problem in that they have a hesitancy to take up, um, uh, to embrace big science and to embrace engineering solutions to the climate change problem. So nuclear power is an, is an obvious solution. Genetic engineering, uh, especially in terms of livestock, so breeding those cows using genetic engineering, so that the, the methane released from cows is, is, is massively reduced. But again, uh, a lot of environmentalists and Greens are opposed to genetic engineering, even though the science completely backs it up now. Um, and we need massive engineering programs, and these are uh, there's various um, programs um, advocated such as uh, using robots to shoot up um, spray from the sea to actually decrease the the uh, temperature in the atmosphere. So there's a whole lot of possible engineering solutions but it means actually tackling nature and taking nature on rather than embracing nature. Mm, mm, indeed. Um, now Bruno and Fergus um, do you think it's fair that governments are held to account for all this? I mean, action needs to be taken at home as well. What are some of the things that you think that we can do for ourselves? 
reduce your meat and dairy intake if you're a meat eater? Mm-hmm. Um, the study showed that the best thing you can do to um, help the environment above dr- um, not driving a car is actually becoming vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was uh, due to all the methane produced. Yes. But even better vegan. Vegan, you think? Oh, no. Well, I like no. cheese. Too hard. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's probably not too hard. I'm just greedy. It's, you know, I've got to be honest about it. I, I like cheese, uh, and, I, you know, I really enjoy it. Uh, don't, don't be vegan, maybe just become dairy-free. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'd still, if I had to be vegan, I'd, I'd still eat eggs. Yeah. So, um... So what have you got planned today up in Wellington? What will you be doing? When are you marching? And uh, um, uh, where are you going marching to? Well, we're starting at 10am at Civic Square. And then we're marching to Parliament for speeches. And, and after that, there's open mic and lunch and yeah. games on the lawn. Nice. And apparently, just when Dardin's going to be there. But possibly. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nice. And what would be your, your one message to her? What would be the one message you could say to Jacinda Ardern? What be, if you could talk to her personally, what would, you, what would you ask of her and what would you say? Don't be afraid of challenging the farmers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need to challenge the farmers to, um, yeah, build um, fences beside the rivers because yeah. the rivers are really polluted. Fish can't swim in them. No, yeah. that's right, neither can we. And I really like swimming in rivers. Um, that's good, and I think, you know, it's really important. And, and talking to you too and hearing um, what you have to say has, you know, has is, is, is filled me with a lot of confidence um, going forward. And, and I think, that, you know, one of the big messages is uh, to these adults and to people like myself and to the politicians is, you know, we, we've got 30, 40 more years left on this earth uh, but you too, and your mukapuna, your children, um, and going forward, um, you know, you're here for a very long time, and it's not going to affect us. It may affect us minimally, but it's going to affect an impact on your lives greatly. And so, um, you know, you are the voices that need to be heard and need to be listened to because yeah. you're the ones that will pay for this in the end. And our planet, and our planet, and the future is our future, and. Yeah, it needs to be kept well for us. That's right. Down here, That's right, indeed. And what, John, just quickly, what do you see as the income, uh, the outcome from today? Do you think that the pressure from um, these young adults and young people, do you think it will really make a difference? Do you think that the politicians will listen? It will make a difference in that politicians will feel they have to answer questions, more questions about their environment and actually show what they're doing. But of course, there will have to be ongoing pressure. So one one protest isn't going to um, bring that much change or pressure on governments, but it's it's a very important start. And I think um, when you talked about before, what can we do as individuals, I actually think what the students are doing today throughout the world is the most important thing to do as an individual to tackle climate change. That is to politicise it yeah. and, and, to, and to bring people um, to make 
that um, political issue one of mass participation. At the moment it's elite politicians and bureaucrats and NGOs who are making all the decisions about climate change. Um, these students are, are, are making this an issue of the people, so to say, and bring it on the streets. And we've seen with movements like Black Lives Matter and Me Too and earlier back the Occupy movement, they can really change the discourse, how people discuss these issues, and they can place huge pressure on governments to actually... Um, implement change, some change, but the pressure needs to be relentless. Yeah, and let's not forget, you know, I mean, Fergus and Angus will be voting in two elections time, mm. no doubt. Uh, a lot of the students that we're marching today will be voting in the next election. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah, so uh, those voices need to be listened to and need to be heard, or these um, politicians could be on the chopping block. Mm. Um, right, uh, John and Fergus and Bruno, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you, Fergus. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having yes, you thank on. thank you, guys. And um, well done, and um, good luck today. And we're, we're really rooting for you, and we really hope that there will be a positive outcome for all of us and the planet uh, from this march and other things going forward from here. Once again, thank you all very much. Cheers. Thank you. That was a Radio 1 91FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.